Shavua Tov, Boker Tov, everyone. Good morning. Chodesh Tov. The Ruch Hashem, a new month. Hitchachut. A new month of learning, a new month of being inspired. And the sponsors for this month are Nate Malki and Avi Sternberg in honor of the Schut of living in Eretz Yisrael. And for their anniversary month, Ruch Hashem. It's beautiful. Also, the Yiluni Nishmat, Nachum Shimon Ben Rabbi Yitzchak it's Dov, Toby, and Tamar's Abba, Chav Gimel Iyar, by his children and grandchildren, Feigenbaum family, Leilu Yenishmas Chaim Yisachar Ben Yechiel, Zaydel Dov, that's Rabbi Aaron Feigenbaum's brother Chaim, who was a friend of mine, Nifter a number of years ago. Daily sponsorships today by Tal Gilbo and Yaakov Steiner. Where's Tal? Tal. Hodul Hashem Kitov Kilam Chazda. That's what I got. Yeah? Okay. And... Okay, that's for today. Thank you so much. Okay, so I'm sure the answer in a men's shear would be very different to the following question, but it's a woman's shear. So, in a woman's shear, I want to ask you what does it mean that the what is the, what does the Shekhinah mean? What does Shekhinah mean? What do you think that means? <laughs> Very simple way of starting a shir, right? What does shechina mean? What shechina? What is shechina? Feeling the presence of Hashem in one's life. So when we say that there was galus hashechina, that means the shechina went into galut. That meant for thousands of years we felt we didn't necessarily feel the, the presence of Hashem in our midst. Okay, what else? That's right, I'm just saying, meaning not right, meaning... Who might say what's right or what's not right, but I'm saying, what else? What else does that mean to anyone? This is a feminine, right? The Shekhinah is the, is the feminine energy, so, yeah, I mean. It's more than one context. In my experience, there's Hashem in my life, mm-hmm. and then the Hashem between me and my husband. It's a different context, same Shekhinah. Okay, let's say that. that for, for you, that could be. Some would say it's the same. Meaning it has to, it's either yes or no in, in it all. What else? Shechina. What does it mean the Shechina is coming back to Eretz, Eretz HaKodesh? What does that mean? The Shechina is returning. But in the, no, in the, but in the context of it coming back to Yerushalayim, coming back to Eretz Yisrael, how would you plug that in? Ah, very good. So let, let's go with that for a second. Shiloh, based on what we've been learning and what you could probably presume will be learning. A, you, a Yid comes to Eretz Yisrael 180 years ago. Okay? What, is it, what do they feel 180 years ago? In the context of Shechina, the way that you just described, maybe it's been described. What was it like 180 years ago? So it means you wouldn't feel connected? It'd be harder to con- yeah. It would be harder. Right. Yeah. 
that, in everyone's opinion, meaning that's, that's a very good opinion. <laughs> you should be very opinionated in, 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 in matters of, of that. Nachon. It's not a merit that the, there, is a, there is a Kedusha of Eretz so that's nothing to do with, you know, who's here, who's not here. That's Chai Vekayim Lanetzach. Kivarcha Hashem B'Tzion Iva L'Moshev Lo. This is what Hashem chose, and Hashem's decisions are Chai Vekayim and Kadosh La'ad. But when we're speaking a lot in the context of this Sefer, in these types of Svarim, we're talking about the Shechina coming back home. The Shechina is returning. When do you think this, that, that flow, people started just even speaking like this, that the Shechina is coming back home? Like, as we spent talking, I'm like imagine that, like, let's say you're in a house, a nice house, so you know it's your house, but there's no one there with you. I could imagine that that's what it would feel like 100 years ago. If you're knowing you're in the right place, it just feels right, but you're all alone. Whereas when mm. the Shechina comes back, it's like, and the house is full, and there's livelihood, and it's like, there's a lot going on, and, mm-hmm. and everyone feels settled. Set, more self, yeah, you should, yeah, yeah. dwelling, nachon. Now this chapter we began last week, which is Baruch Hashem, thank God, we, were, we, we began discussing an optimistic uh, state of, of mind, and an optimistic vision and re, uh, uh, reality of where we're at. Daf Mem Vav, we began last week, to arise, to arise to the to the bigger picture, Bezrat Hashem, of what, of what the klal, the collective klal, is feeling, which wasn't felt for many, many years. Zatomeret. 180 years ago, a Jew would come to Eretz Yisrael. I'm, I'm going, I don't know, I'm saying 180 years ago. 100 years ago, you could already say, yes, something, something was in the air. But we're coming back to a place of that there are many people that are feeling this concept of the Shechina that is coming back home. And Rav Kook helps us very much understand that this is not just our own hamtza'ah, we're not just daydreaming, this is actually taking place, and this is something the prophets have been talking about for many, many years, pointing to all the simanim that are showing us that what we're feeling is real. That what we're feeling is real. What we were discussing last week was, was speaking about how for so long, like that, we were talking about tchiyat ha-meitim, resurrection of dead, just to refresh our memories. We were speaking about that the resurrection of dead is the opposite of the way of, of death. Death is the neshama leaves the body and the body begins to rot. Tchiat amitim is the opposite. The body is restored. Strength, physically, restoration of, of, of vitality, and then the soul comes into the body. And what we're experiencing here, we see this and we're going to feel this this week probably more than ever, this is just the way it is. We're going to feel it so strong this week because you all, you know, anyone that knows, like, you could say, like, there's the person that makes Aliyah, there's like, there's, there's like before Yom HaZikaron and after Yom HaZikaron. That these days, these days of Yom HaZikaron, it's pashut, a shift of, of what, I, what I felt was important, what's not important. But we, what we were talking about was in the bigger picture of Tchiat HaMetim, of the resurrection of the dead, of the Jewish people out of the graveyard, is that the body had such an emphasis on it. And we were speaking about this. Remember, strength, strength, strength. We were becoming stronger. We, we invested so... We had to. We had no other option. It had to be like this. But the resurrection of our people, the focus was not on soul. It was on body. And it had to be because we needed... And, we, and it still needs to be. Uh, again, we're not, you know... There's no flowers being thrown to us from any of our neighbors, even the ones we have peace treaties with. They're still in, in need of, of body, but it's clear. 
to anyone that's holding in the parsha of thinking about the bigger picture of why we're coming back home, and the Shechina, that's what I was asking before, the Shechina coming back home, is that to really have Tchiyat HaMetim, to really have the resurrection of the dead, as a people, the focus has to be now, Neshama. Soul. It has to be soul. But those that don't have good eyes will look at the people that just invested koach in body and say they're completely menutak, they're completely disconnected from what it means to be part of Am Yisrael, because Am Yisrael is, an, is, a nish, is a neshama, right? And without the neshama, there is no body. They just don't understand that when it comes to the resurrection of the dead, the, the, the shlavim work opposite. The body has to be there in order for the neshama to come down and reside inside. Who had eyes to see this exact talich taking place? Probably clearer than anyone in the last generation. Rav Kook. What's the problem we have with Rav Kook? What are you saying? <laughs> I just want to understand you a little bit, you know. Come on. I mean, I know it's here. I know it's holy, right? I just don't understand what you're saying, you know. And it's, uh, we see, you know, we, I feel horrible saying this, but it, we see this across the board, you know. We see this across the board. There's a, I got a call from someone last, uh, a few months ago that said, we know you're in touch with Rav Weinberger. You're a Talmud of Rav Weinberger. There's a big Rosh Yeshiva from Merka Zarav that he's seen more or less what anyone has ever, how, any, how anyone has ever translated Rav Kook. And... Um, he feels that you have a chush to really mechaven to the pnimius of Rav Kook and bring it out in a manner that we, we don't have to wonder, like, what are you saying? Because we'll understand it. And he wants to meet with you. So uh, we're working on a meeting when Rav Weinberg will be here next between these two giants. For us as well, I really find the perush how Rav Sasson in this same fair explains to us Rav Kook. And quite often when we come to paragraphs of Rav Kook, I'm actually not going to learn the Rav Kook with you inside because it'll stun It'll be for us just this, like, you know, uh, mental translation gymnastics exercises that we, we don't really need to spend that much time on, but to see how he bring, brings down Rav Kook and explains it to us. And what we're, what we're hopefully looking for is to understand, to prepare ourselves for this light that's coming down as we're speaking right now. It's very hard to say these words in weeks like this week, last week talking about light, because all of us have saw and felt darkness, but think about it for a second. Within the, the, the abyss of darkness, how much light have we seen in the last week or two? Not only my words, those are Leo's words as well. How much light, how much chesed, how much avat chinam. Unbelievable, unbelievable. And varim As I keep on telling friends in America, zar lo yavin zot. Can't explain it. I just want everyone to feel it. But I can't, you can't explain this. It's a tahalich. It's a process that we're feeling because we're living in it. But we have to prepare ourselves for this tremendous amount of light called neshama being restored into the body. And then what do you get when you have the neshama restored into the body? Tchiyat hametim. The resurrection of death. That's, that's what we're doing here. Kumi Ori, that's the name of this book. So if you could please open up, I'm, I'm skipping just one paragraph. If you could open up, please, on Daf Memtet. Daf Memtet, the page after what we stopped before. Um, the, the, the root of Geula is basically really all about us being sensitive to Shechina. To Shechina. This is what the tzaddikim was saying. How much we're sensitive to Shechina, how much we are aware 
that we're in the presence of the Shechina coming back home. It's also one of the reasons, since the Shechina is the feminine aspect of the revelation and the awareness of godliness in the world, we're seeing how much the women are playing such a machria role here in the, in the world of Emuna in Am Yisrael today. Fifty years ago, there was no Yimim Mizrahi doing anything in the world. You understand? There's no, there was no Racheli Frankel, there was no Miriam Peretzes that were being game changers. It wasn't like this. Pashut wasn't Yeah, there was one teacher, but she wasn't accepted by everyone. But today we see, Mamash, you have these demuyot. You know, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you, I, th- I shared this in Shul on Shabbos, the Shabbos after I spent with Miriam Peretz. It was exactly, I'll tell you, it was Mamash exactly this week, because it was the Shabbos either before Yom Atzmaut or after Yom Atzmaut. I think it was four or five years ago, and we were in a, uh, some, what's that? I was in a hotel in Tel Aviv, but the context was, I think it was like Mizrach, I don't know what, I was, I was brought there to do like a Shabbos with them, for them, you know, the girls, we all went, and uh, she was there, what a schut to just be around her over Shabbos, and then, you know, they say by Shalashudas, by the, by the Rebbes, that's when they went off, right? Like all the stories about Shabbos with Tzadikim, with the Rebbes, the lights go out, they're out, you know, they do their thing, hours couldn't go by, <coughs> And they're just pouring out, they're transmitting divri elokim, such words of Torah, like never before. She didn't speak until Shalosh Every time someone tried to speak throughout the whole Shabbos, there was a lot of distractions, people, whatever, because how many speeches can you actually hear? I tried saying something, it was, it was going nowhere. Tish, whatever, food, what's going on, ice, soda, all, anything you could imagine, any distraction you could imagine. She gets up Shalosh She gets up Shalosh and she put emuna in our hearts. She bamash, pashut me'od. You've met her? Sure. I'm sure you did. She took this, this concept called emuna, and she's like, hey, I want you to meet me and meet my story. She told over her story, not just the end, even though it's not the end, she's still, Baruch Hashem, Chai I wish she would have been president. That didn't go so good for her. But she's more than the president. She's much more than anything that we can imagine. And she gave her whole story as moving here as a little girl from Morocco. Speaking about Am Yisrael, the way we remember the Tmimut of Am Yisrael, the beautiful Tmimut, before it, before it got, before sides took a picture, before there was left and right, before there was religious, non-religious, you know, all those things, like, before, Mamash, before, she gave over Nishmat Am Yisrael to us, that Seudash Lishit. I'm still holding on to that Shalashadas. I'm still holding on to it. Mamash. The book is amazing. The book is out of this world. The book is out of this She's out of this world, but she's, but she's not out of She's in this world. That's the whole, that's the whole Indian. Sometimes by Tzadikim, it's a hard time to connect them because you know they're, they're mamish out of this world. Literally. They just happen to be in a body somehow by accident, right? Well, not by accident, but in a way that it's hard for us to relate to. She is here. Why, why, what, what is this Indian that she is here now? The Shekhinah is back, is coming back. The Shekhinah is coming back. And therefore we have women that are preparing us for the or, for the light, more than we ever had. And it has nothing to do with roles in... in, in um, in changing up halachas, and so that's not what I'm talking about at all. 
That's the chitzoniyot. That's the outside. Talking about the pnimiyot. Deep down inside. Now, I, I, honestly, I would say the same exact thing if this room was only the men's here. The metai word. And I have. I totally have. And the chavr know this. We feel like this very strongly. This is what it means preparing ourselves for this light to, that, that, is, that is mapping out this resurrection, this tchiat amitim that we're all longing for so much. By the shechina and the geula. It can't be one or the other. And this is why many of the gedolim were so against the way that Rav Kook was speaking because the way that Rav Kook was speaking was as someone who is seeing this take place. He's saying they're preparing, they're doing the hechsher of the mitzvah. The ones that have seemed to have abandoned the soul of Nishmat Eretz Yisrael, they're just working on, on body, body, physicality, strength, strength, strength. They're just preparing the body to be so chazak in order to contain such an neshama that's going to be coming down. So much soul, so much light that will be coming down. That's how, that, that's basically, in a nutshell, mamash in a nutshell, the, the brilliant and courageous, courageous, that's the word I think I would use now more than him, the courage that Rav Kook displayed. But really, if you ask Rav Kook, did it take you courage to speak like this? You say, what are you talking about? It, it took him, he would say probably, it took just being human, human. It took humanity to speak because anyone that's just going back to just tend, you know, natural Yiddish tendencies of being a mensch, it's clear them to see like this. So back into our Sefer, in Daf Memtet, we are, we are trying to, like it says, Lehachin et atzmeinu el ha'or. And you see on the on Daf Memtet, preparing ourselves for the light. Le'or zot navin, she'anu mukhrachim leharchiv et da'atenu, we have to widen our, our da'at, our knowledge, ulehit bonen el imkei ta'alich ha'geula, to have deep introspection into the depth of the process of Geula. I'm just noticing something. Are there any extra ones here? Do we need to order more copies? It's, who, do, anyone that wants a Sefer, tell me now, if you want a Sefer, because we're going to keep, yeah? Anyone out? Tova, do you have one? You have, okay. And do you have? Your dog ate your homework also? Okay. Well, we'll get a few more. We'll get a few more. We have to widen our dot and look deeper into the deeper process of the Geula. Look at what's going on in the in the inner realms of our of our life. Our generation is not like he says, like middle generations. Like when I asked you 180 years ago, 300 years ago, 500 years ago, this is a different door. Something else is going on in this door. Listen, there was, there was, Eretz Yisrael was a, was a, don't tease me, don't mention that word 200 years ago, Eretz Yisrael. It's too painful to think about it too much because we're so far from that being a reality. And for us today, if at night I decide I want to go to Eretz Yisrael, technically, wherever I am in the world, I could be there in two days. I need some guilt. I could be there. I could just be there. So this is interesting. When we say the Shekhinah went into Galut, it doesn't mean it went into Galut. It means it was here, but it was in the dust. That's why we say on Friday night, Hitna'ari me'afar kumi. Rise up from 
בדסט. השכינה החלה לקום מעפר, והיא הולכת ושבה אל רעננותה, and it's slowly returning towards its רענון. You know what רענון means? I grew up in רעננה, it's the same Indian. What does רעננה mean? What does להיט רענן? You don't have any friends רענן? Refreshing. I have a good friend in Cleveland, רענן. I was talking to him last night, רענן. The voice notes was Shabbos, my last name. רענן, right? רענן, להיט רענן. It's coming back to its refreshing, לאסוף נידחיה ולגלות אורותיה, to ingather those that have been נידחים, those that have been pushed out, and to reveal its own light. על כן, ראוי לדורנו להביט למרחקים. So you know what we have to do? And I highly, highly encourage everyone to learn whenever Reb Eli Mishal is giving a shir on anything, but specifically... Uh, I'm doing Chazar on some of his stuff. Let's just say, there's a lot of special things going on here. That's one of the real, it's a real special gift. If you haven't had a chance yet to learn with him, it's, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Because he's taking us through a journey to what he's going to be speaking about right now. Go back to previous generations. We have to go where? El Dorot Rishonim, Shayu Be'eretz Yisrael. דור דעה ונבואה וקדושת המקדש. We've done this a little bit in Shir. We've, we've, we've touched upon this about like, let's go into the home of a typical family living in Yerushalayim during Bayit Rishon. We did it like two months ago. Got to do much more of that. Got to go also into the typical home, well not a home, probably a tent in the middle of the night of a family that was exiled out of Bayit Rishon. Go, into their, go, go to their Shabbos table, listen to the way they sing their Zmiros. Like we have to really realign ourselves, re-string ourselves with this whole process in order to really feel and understand where we are now and what, we, what we're capable of now and what's taking place now. To the years of old, meaning when the Bait Rishon, I think is what he means here, we miss in the depth of our Neshama. ורוחנו הפנימית מחוברת היא אל מדרגות רמות שהיו לישראל, שילכו וישובו אלינו כעת הזאת, שהיא זמן הגאולה. And our inner spirit is connected to those very exalted levels that we had, we lost, and are returning now. At this time, the זמן of גאולה, ונפתחו השמיים, and the heavens open. ועטרות קודש עליונות הולכות ויורדות אלינו משמי מרום. What is an עטרה? A crown, right? You know, an עטרס, the עטרה of עטרס, right? That's the top piece over here, right? The עטרות קודש עליונות are coming down to us from the heavens. Why? להאיר בנו אורות גאולה וישועה. to illuminate within us lights of redemption and of salvation, but not just to tell us, wow, look what's happening. This is the key now. It also is coming down to do a specific avoda. And to remind us who we are. And to restore us to who we are. To bring us back. Listen, Galut, 2,000 years of not living at home, has a price. Even when you come home, it has a price. The Galut mentality has a price. 
we, we're back here physically, the body is here, but because the light illuminating our neshama, the shechina, has not fully been restored, then even though we're physically here, there's a lot of hitnagut galutit. A lot of exile hitnagut here. I, I, it interest, it's a schus me to bring this up. You all know how much, how much I love the singer Meir Banai who died, who died about five years ago, right? Six years ago. And um, on one of his last interviews with Sivan Rav Meir, who's just ah, talking about another Rebbe, right? The Shechina and everything like that. Sivan Rav Meir. I think we mentioned her on Shabbos. Sivan Rav Meir. So, uh, by the way, she, she's, she knows what's going on here. She's, we're going to get her this year, Bezrat Hashem. Sivan and Yedidia. Sivan. So, she, there's a song that Meir sang on, the, on his album. It's a piyut. Ayelet chen bagalut tismecheni which is a piyut that they say in the Sephardah Shashuls. I'm not sure exactly when. And he redid it in his own bitzua. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. It's the opening track of the album that he put out after he, what he called, became a freelance Baal Tshuva. Those are his words, right? So, Ayelet Chen, that's a reference to the Torah. Bagalut tismecheni, I only could, could lean on you. That's all I could lean on in the galut. I had nothing else, right? Bagalut tismecheni. So she said to him, uh, why, why, why did you, why, isn't it, it's a little bit weird that you chose to open up your album with a reference to Bagalut Tismecheni. He says, do you feel like we're in Galut? He said, he said very innocently, not pointing any fingers, and he had no idea what he was talking about. He said, listen, when I, when I see us here and I read about murders and, 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 and stuff that are like so vicious and this and that and corruption, he's like, 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 that's not, it, it can't be that that's the, really illustrating the full picture of Am Yisrael back in its home. And when I read about these things, and learn about these things, yes, I do feel sometimes like, you know, and all I have to just grab on again is to the Torah for dear life, because around me is Galut. So to merit, like, when I, when I hear that, I'm, I'm saying, like, it's coming down. The light's coming down. But, if, but that, this light of Geulah, where can it dwell in? What vessel can it dwell in? The light of being restored to people like we were with Atarot Kodesh, crowns of holiness, into which type of vessel can it dwell in? So it has to be a body that's refined. It has to be a body that understands why, they're, why, why, are they, why am I working so hard on the body? And this is a big tikkun that's going on right now. You know, if you take all our chayalim, you already know how we feel about our chayalim, they're Kodesh Kodeshim. But if you take, let's say, a hundred chayalim from any type of pluga anywhere, right? And you ask them, why are you doing what you're doing? Right? So, what do you think the percentages would be of those chayalim that understand that they're willing to be killed in order for us to be living here? And the reason behind it. It's an amazing thing. They're connecting to Arana Cohen. They're connecting to some kind of subconscious that but if, they, if you asked them to give it over to you, they wouldn't be able to. They wouldn't be able to. The problem that we have with Galut in that context is that when you try to bring more consciousness of why you're willing to have Mesirut Nefesh into the Tzava, you get caught, you get stopped. You get stopped. It's like, no, no, you can't do that. It's called a, what do they call it? A Kfiyad, huh? Hadata, the new word, Hadata, which means uh, 
I don't even know. You know it's a very weird. It's like. Religious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. That is the word. Religious. Re- religiousization. <laughs> It's true, but 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 we need everyone. It's true, but we need everyone. They're dogma to the extent that they're able to mashpia. Exactly what we're saying. To to the extent that they're able to mashpia, you know, in love. But this, what what Rav Sasson is saying, I know when you're looking out there, you don't see the crowns atarot marom coming down, restoring us to the times of Bait, of Beis HaMikdash, but really, Rav Kook was saying, that actually is what's waiting to burst forth down into this time, right now, into this door. You couldn't say that, Rav Kook is saying, in previous Dorot. It wasn't like that. It just, there was no Metziut like that, and I really connect to what was said before, there was no reality like that, because there was no one, who were you home with? Who, who, was, who came home with you? This is Bodedim. Right? There are a lot of empty bedrooms, the Shabbos table, the Gemara likens likens Churban Abayit. Says Oylo lebanav shegalu mishulchan avihem. The Gemara says, meaning uh, to understand the pain of galut is like a Shabbos table that used to be surrounded with all the kids, and then it's still the father sitting at the Shabbos table every week, looking at the empty chairs. So back then, even if someone, even if, even if like there was a chair that was occupied again, there was still like ninety percent of the chairs around the Shabbos table were still empty. Today. We, it's just a reality. We we can't say that. Like the Shabbos table is back. Now it's definitely not full, but there's a nice percentage of chairs that are that are that are uh, occupied again. So this is what Rav Kook is saying: the atarot of light to come and remind us who we are. They're coming down. They're coming down more and more and more more in this door than ever before. I'm just going to read the last two lines over here. Three lines over here. And then he brings here a piece from Rav Cook that explains everything that we just said right now. So turn the page. It's Ramash exactly like this. I'm just going to... If you see, he talks about the Mikdash, the Nevu'ah, the Malchut. It's all sending, they're all sending signals to us, Rav Cook is saying. All the things that we look back and remember and talk about during davening... They're all winking at us. Mamash, all the things that we longed for and live for and dream about and daven about, they're all sending winks. And they're like, do you feel it? Do you feel the connection? Do you feel the zerem? Do you feel the, uh, the zerem chashmali? You know, do you feel that or not? And it's sending, they're sending signals more and more, and we're picking up on these signals. Bezrat Hashem, more and more and more. In order to read the signals better, the way we do it is by tuning into what's called Pnimiyut Avodat Hashem. What does that mean, Pnimiyut? It's a word that's being used a lot these days. Are you into Pnimiyus? I never, people are using this more and more. What, is, what does Pnimiyut Avodat Hashem mean? But what, first of all, what does Avodat Hashem mean? What does this mean? Pshat. Keeping the, yeah, like being a, being a very good Jew and keeping it and learning what to do and what not to do. Serving Hashem, doing mitzvahs, doing chesed. Yeah, not just learning less, but doing doing chesed, always judging people favorably. V'chule, what's pnimius in avodas Hashem? It's that my soul is just as much part of my body when I keep every mitzvah, maybe even more, maybe even more. 
I have this challenge I have now every morning. I start my day with such a hard challenge. What I just said right now is I challenge the chavrusa of mine if we can put on tefillin like this every morning. Now, when do you put on tefillin? And especially, in, I guess, in my stage in life, after I run, dropping off the kids, coming here, I have two minutes to get into shul, putting on tefillin, and then I, like, I, I challenge myself, okay, stop for a second. Let's put on tefillin with a bit more panemius of just saying, this is what I'm doing, right? This is what I'm doing. And quite often, the men's shiurim, I ask the guys right after davening, can anyone quote me what... Can anyone recall one moment of a deep feeling they had during davening? Not three weeks ago, ten minutes ago. And it's always this embarrassing, you know, this like... So I've been trying to do this more with just, just with tefillin. Just with just like this mitzvah of tefillin. But you can do this with every type of thing. Because there's so much light that's coming down to this door, there's a tviya. Tviya means a demand. There's a demand for us to become anashim pnimihim, ish pnimi, isha pnimit, inside. The question would be if you if you lit candles every day, right? With things that are once a week, also for men, it's a little bit different. But it's about the stuff that is tmidim kesidram, is the stuff that we come in and do day, day, day in, day out. So there, there is this demand regarding all the things that we're doing, whether it's once a week, every day, three times a day, to tune into what's called pnimiut, a deeper realm of the Torah. And I see this, I see all the time, I see like what's really changing the world, what's really inspiring the world of Yiddishkeit today like really inspiring and, and like has a light and it's shining a bright light into the world, then you could say, wow, this is really like, you know, denting Ham Yisrael in a good way. It's all the tzaddikim and tzaddikot that are basically speaking pnimius. The names I mentioned before, you look, listen to Ashir Avimim Mizrahi, where she's, she's teaching you halacha. She's telling you a certain halacha and giving you the pnimius of what it's all about. She's also gifted with the natural talents that Hashem gave her that she's developed and continues to develop. Baruch Hashem, we should all take advantage of that. But people, the youth today are, are looking, they'll be more inspired to go and learn halacha if you first give them soul. Without a doubt. I say this mamash with full confidence. They'll be much more inspired to care, to try to understand what's this thing called Yiddishkeit with its laws and rules if you first turn on their soul. Why? Because the body is... We, we have the, the body. The body of Am Yisrael, this, this body of coming back to Eretz Yisrael, it's pretty strong already. This door wants neshama. I was once backstage at a concert I was doing with a few very famous singers. It was, it was called Festival Tanach. I don't know if... I think they still have it. And there's a, a hall... There was a, this amphitheater in Beit Guvrin. I was there with Aaron Razel, another uh, famous Israeli guy, Erez Levari. And then afterwards, they had for women, they had Eti Ankri. You know Eti Ankri? She's, she's a Rebbe. I grew up on her before she was a Rebbe. <laughs> she was very popular, very popular singer here in Israel. Her tshuva, her, her, her tshuva is Malchus, Mamash. Her, her, her journey to the world of tshuva is Malchus. She, she looks like, she looks Malchus, she looks royal. And um, 
she was talking to me about how um, the nigunim of Reb Shlomo really changed her life. And, and uh, she says when she sings those nigunim at her shows, now she sees everyone's just right there at the moment. I said, uh, I said, Kenki, I'm, I'm Israel Pashut Rotze Pashtut. Um, thinking that she would like think that's a very deep line. She said, Lolo, Tatoe. She said, No. Am Israel It's not just that we want simplicity. We want to connect. We don't just want to feel good. We want to connect. We understand that for us to feel really good inside is if I feel connected to you. Not just that I feel good inside, yeah. Mamash, on what you're saying right now, from Avi was interviewing uh, Rav Shai Shechter and Rav uh, Ephraim Goldberg after they were at the Shiva house. He, it, I think he put it up. Yeah, because he sent it to me. I saw it. I watched it. And I think he did. And Rav Shai Shechter said a, a great Torah. He said, he, he didn't quote in the name of who it was, but it's, a, it's, like a, it's a, just a, an important thing. It's exactly what you're saying, Daniela. It says, "Ezehu Chacham Perke Avos." It says, "Haroet Hanolad," the one that so that usually the push, the, the the pshat is someone that can foresee what will come out of something, and then you use your chokma like sof maasem machshavat chila, right? "Ezehu Chacham Haroet Hanolad," that I see, I think a little bit more about what can come out of my actions, and based on that, it's like what we were saying to Azariah Kapinski's bar mitzvah, like how do I know what what road to take in life? Well, what road will bring more kavod Hashem? What decision that I'll make will bring more covenant Hashem. And if you're able to ask yourself that question more and more, your choices in life will be much more beautiful and successful, gratifying, whatever. And that's how you melochol aretz kevodo. That's how we usually understand the pshat of Ezru chacham, who's wise, haroet hanolad, I see what will come out of my actions. Right? He said, no, no, Ezru chacham, you know who's really smart? Someone that's always looking at the moment of nolad. Haro'eh, in front of him, that moment when something was first born. Like if you could look at your child, I give you a bracha to look at your child like, like, like this. Yeah, all I right? said it the other day because you see all the other kids screaming and being right. like, please stay like this. Right, <laughs> right, right. We do that, you know, we, we have our whole big mishugasas and then at night we, we, we look at old pictures and we start crying and we forget about that already in the morning by hashkama, you know, to get them out of the house. But it's a chokhmah, it's a very deep chokhmah, haro'eh anolad. We, we here, you know, those of us that have moved here, it's a very big avoda, and it's, you know, it's, it's very hard, haro'et hanolad, when it comes to these things. I think that the restoration of the shechina in the air definitely brings about the, the, the notion that it's possible to live a life that you're haro'et hanolad in front of you at, any, at every given moment. Maybe that's what was so exhilarating living in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, the presence of Hashem was so powerful, visible, aware in the air, was so in front of me that it's not that I was always excited, but it's that I never forgot why I'm doing what I'm doing. The, my, my, the meaning behind my life's choices were always in front of me. 
And in Galut, how could you remember that? Right? How could you remember such a thing? So in Galut, the ones that are connected to, let's say, a Chabad Shliach, he's, you know, he's doing his thing, he lives on a the daily, intimate relationship with the chief of staff, with the Rebbe. And he's constantly reconnecting himself with the Rebbe who sent him out on Shlichus. He's able somehow to have like this Haro'et HaNolad with every action that he does. I see this all the time with Shluchim. It's an unbelievable thing. That's because they're, they're connected to Mamish like a, a, the, the life force of Galut, basically, more or less, in the last, in the, in the last hundred years. Eretz Yisrael, the Avodah here is something else. There's a Tviyah, there's a demand from us to live our lives more Pnima, more inside, because when we live our Jewish life in a more inner way, I don't have to be reminded all the time why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why? Because that meaning, and it's tasting it. In Hebrew, the word, the word for reason is also taste. Nachon? Ta'am. Ta'ameha mitzvot. Tasting the mitzvah is, is so apparent and alive when we're back where we're supposed to be with the restoration of all the light that we once had and was lost. But Rav Sasson is basically now going to give us a little bit of a, you know, he's saying, there's a tviyah pnimit here, and this is what I wanted to start learning. Look at the bottom of page nun. Hatviyah pnimit la'avodat Hashem shelagiula. This inner demand of, of serving Hashem in a state of, of while the geula is starting to unfold. Chashuv me'od lehamiku litbonen ma'ya la'am Yisrael kodem agalut u'ma'em ha'orot she'iru banu biyotenu be'artzinu. It's very important for us to get a little bit of a clear, not a little bit, a lot of bit of a clearer picture as to what it was, what we had when we used to be here before we were sent out to Galut. This is an essential piece of the Avodah of Geula. ונדע מהן המעלות הגדולות שצריכות לשוב אלינו ולהיבנות בקרבנו. This is beautiful. He says, we have to... Let me ask you, Shaila. What did we have? In, what was it like in, uh, when we had the Beis HaMikdash? What did you feel like when you walked into the Beis HaMikdash? Clarity. What else? Shechina. I can ask right now, what's Shechina and what's Clarity again? Right? I can ask those questions, but those are just for now. For, for now, right now, that's good answers. What else was it like when we lived in, when you walked in the base of Mikdash, or when you lived in the in the in the time of the base of Mikdash? Connected. Connected. These are all very abstract words. You realize they're all true, but none of them help me understand what I'm basically working on rebuilding with it inside of me. Not not These are all accurate words. But to really live the process of understanding how to be a cleave for the light that's going to come down, I have to take more of a time to understand what was actually going on, what it was like. Because he's saying, Geula thought, thinking, and that's why the Rebbe encouraged everyone to learn the Rambam when it comes to Hilchus Melachim, all the things that we have in the Rambam regarding the, law, the, what, you know, the, the laws of the, laws, the description and the laws of living in a state of Mashiach with Malchus, because the more that I could sense in the most tangible way possible what we had, the more I'll understand what is being rebuilt inside of me and not feel foreign to it. So just to say something that's going to make you all feel very uncomfortable. What we have right now in Eretz Yisrael is nothing close 
to what we what is going to be rebuilt in the neshama of Am Yisrael relating to the time of Bait Rishon. However, as much as it's nothing close, it is infinitely closer than whatever was for 2,000 years. And they go hand in hand. This is the tension we have with the Zionist movement of the... Where, where, where the Zionist movement is saying, no, this is, you know, this is it. And you're wondering, no, this is not, this is, no. I mean, and then you have the other side that's saying, this is not just not it, it's me'akev the geula, it's preventing the geula. Like, no, <laughs> right? So we're, we're in this, this is like the smamish, I'm giving over to you, like every hargasha that I live with all day long, mamash, this dichotomy, this tension, all day long. I'm sure many of you do, 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 do as well. That's why Rav Sasson is saying, because there needs to be a gilui of so much light right now because we're on our way. And it's already starting to sparkle up and, and happen. Whether you say it's atchata de geula or you don't say it, Am Yisrael never lived like this. We haven't lived like this in, in, in thousands of years. But that's why he's saying for us to understand the, who we are here, look at this condition, thir- third line from the bottom. Again, Kedishin Avinei Tevet Madrigat Yisrael B'Metziyut HaShlema To understand thoroughly the Madrig of Am Yisrael in this full reality. Et kol haorot haruchaniim shayu Yisrael bizman abayit. What was, Nachon, these words that were said were all true. But what was, what were the spiritual lights that we had in the time of the Beis HaMikdash? And we will know, v'neda ma'en ha'malot ha'gedolot she'tzrichot l'shuv elenu. And then we'll know what, is, what should be restored to us. Ulihibanot, and I love that word, lehibanot. doesn't mean livnot. It's a little bit different. Lehibanot means there's a process of inner deep rebuilding, inner healing, very deep healing that's taking place inside. Ulihibanot bekirbenu, within our midst. Next page. Einenu yecholim leamshich ach virak et avodat Hashem shayta bagalut. Saying, listen, you can't be the same Jew like you were in Galut. The only difference is you live in Eretz Yisrael. And for many people, their Avodat Hashem is the same exact thing that it was in Galut. They get up for Shachmas, they go to Milchamarev, they give Maisa, they do Daf Yomi, it's just that they're doing it here. So on a Zionist checklist level, it's okay, you check the box. On a Pneumius de Geula level, you didn't check any box yet. Even though this is the root of everything, of course, you got to make sure, just like you kept Avi Halacha and Galut, you're going to keep it here. That's not what we're saying. Of course, you have to do that. Without any weakness. Nonetheless, and the most important word, So what did he say? This is so beautiful. And I, I feel that it's happening. And I feel like we have a long, you know, a long way to go, but it's happening more and more. He's saying, 
You're not supposed to compromise on any of the Torah that you kept and learned in, in, in Galut, when you were outside of the land. But once you're in the land, what's the demand of your relationship to Torah? What's the demand? What is he saying? What is the Torah and what is Hashem, what is the Shekhinah demanding of you once you're back home? What's the demand? Take a deeper. What does that mean? I'm gonna put, I'm pushing your buttons, I know, but what does that mean? What does that mean, Lemaisa? What does that mean? It's true. What does that mean? You don't have to again no, thousands of years trying like, to find this answer. Like you have like a book of rules on like we're doing, 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 but like I think like at least the feeling I get in our days is that there's a lot more like spiritual more like talking to Hashem, not just like I'm talking through the topic. Ah, like, wait, wait, wait. This is very important. It's a personal relationship with Hashem. It's an intimate personal relationship with Hashem. Is it fair to say that the inner demand that right now the calling is? is saying, listen, it, 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 it's fine if you're, you're not going to go to Gehenim, chas v'sholem, if you keep on doing it the way you did it in Galut, but can, you, can we say that the calling of Eretz Yisrael and the calling of the Zman that we're in, of this door, is really, really pushing us, each and every one of us, to develop a personal, intimate relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu? That's basically what you just said right now. There's so many people I wish everyone in the world, I wish every human being, Jew and non-Jew, a personal, intimate relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why not? But we can't ignore the fact that there's something Hashem says to Avram Avinu, Lech Lecha, go. He's talk- Avram Avinu is having a personal, intimate relationship with Hashem. He's having a conversation with God. Where? In the, in the headquarters of Toma, Right? But what is Hashem basically? He says a word there that's going to help us understand exactly what the, what the voice is that you just raised. He says, go to this place, and he says, what's it called? Asher Ar Eka. What does that mean? That Lashon, I've been having this thought for a few years already. Asher Ar Eka can either mean, according to the Pshat, which I will show you, meaning trust me, be loyal to me, Start the journey. I'm going to send you towards the direction, and you will know. I will show it to you exactly where you have to get to. And it's a beautiful midrash. How Avram Avinu exactly knew he was home. Um, but Asher Ar Eka can also mean the place which I where I will show you you. I will show you who you are. That only happens here. Fully. That's the that's what he's saying over here. We have to remember who we were. We have to remember what we were receiving. That's, this is the light that's waiting for us. Where is it found? It's not found in meditation. Not that there's anything wrong with meditation. Everyone should meditate. But it's not, that's not the end game. That's just means to get you to another place. It's found in the deepest secrets of the Torah. And all the Chazal for thousands of years have paved the path for us, every word of Torah. When the Rabbim came last week from America and they came into the office and I was showing them this Sefer and all these other new Svarim coming out of Eretz Yisrael, that was, blew their mind more than anything. They're like, you know, we could say whatever you want to say about the Eretz The Torah of Eretz Yisrael, it just doesn't stop. It's a Nahar, that's Zorem, it doesn't stop. The Torah here, the Torah that's coming out of the land, the, every day there's, in, there's not one new Sefer. There's probably 500 new Svarim of revealing God's word. 
in a more rev- revealed manner is coming out in the land. The tviyah pnimit is to not, is to, I think what he's saying over here, is this developing this personal, intimate relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that happens here, where it's not just that you could say, I meet God, but it's that what God is much more, cares about much more than you meeting Him, is you meeting you. And that's here. Can I yeah. for a second, just question? I didn't grow up in America, but here since I was 10, so I don't know what it is to grow up there and connect and have your shul and have your chevlet, but... According to this, you're saying that no one who lives there... I'm not saying anything. I'm just giving over what, what he's saying. What I'm getting from this is you could be the most connected, forward-filling Jew in the States and still be chaser in yourself. You could also be just and as chaser living here, too. That's what I'm saying. So what is it here versus there if it's... You could be, if you could be standing on Harabait, waving an Israeli flag, and making sure that you get a picture in so that you could post it. And it's 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 cute, it's sweet. Are you connecting to the Shechina? The Shechina's house of residence is where? The Shechina, where's the Shechina's residence? Who decided that? Bnei Akiva. Who decided that? No, Rav Cook is explaining what's been happening when a, a yid's compass, the direction of tefillahs, where, have, where do we stand with our prayers? Always. So the tefillah has gone to a certain direction forever. Forever. The direction of the tefillahs have paved the path for us. It's the trail. I look at people coming back home and I'm like, wow, there's 2,000 years of a and that's still, that road, that highway is still being paved. It's still being paved more and more. But people that are, people that are now, I think what, what the, I think like I, and the discussions having with my chavra is very interesting. The way we're speaking about coming back home has to change. It has to be pnimi. It has to be a much deeper talk of, of the need to come back home, of the ratzon to come back home, of the ratzon to build this place. You know, it, what worked, it, it, it won't work anymore. Like that, what got that first aliyah, second aliyah to come home, those, that, that lashon won't work anymore. Because of all the very, because we're dealing with a much deeper generation today that needs more depth. It's waiting for more depth. The headquarters of this, de- this depth is here. Of course you could be the most hated gazisa yid that's doing the most incredible things anywhere in the world. But we're here as a collective to be doing something for the sake of the world. And that avoda, the headquarters of it, is here. I didn't choose that. You didn't either. Now my question is, is going to explain once you're here, how to, tune, how to stay tuned? A, per- a million percent. That's this whole safer. That is this whole... <laughs> we've been doing it already. We've been doing it already. That's this whole safer. A hundred percent. Not just this safer. His other 60s farm that he has too, at least. He has a new safer comes out every two months. Literally, I get them. Okay, we'll Bezrat Hashem continue from here. It should be the most meaningful and deepest week. Like I said on Shabbos and Shul, gotta up the notch of the depth of the manga this year. 
that the barbecues have to be more looking like Seder Pesach than Fourth of July. That's part of the whole process of the pnimius of coming back home. All right. Shavuot, everyone.